welcome to the Cosmic Creatrix podcast. Robin Rivera, your host here, and this is a space for the magical woman to give herself permission to be all that she can be and to walk away with tools for self-healing and right livelihood. You are worthy of abundance. I see you. I know you. I am you, a feminine being who has the ability to create with cosmic potential. So open your heart, open your mind, and join me on this adventure we call life. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. I'm so excited to have this guest on our show today. This is Lorraine Van Tool. She is someone who has been an imperative part of my journey, who has really gifted me the shamanic perspective of mental health, of spiritual gifts, and the awakening process. This is someone who just really helped me to see my own potential. And I'm so excited for her to share her life's journey and her body of work with you all here today. So a little bit about Lorraine. She has a PhD and is a clinical psychologist, a shamanic and depth hypnosis practitioner, and award-winning author of Amazon Wisdom Keeper, a psychologist memoir of spiritual awakening. Lorraine supports women's deep wells of wisdom with personalized dream teams of spirit guides who cultivate unwavering trust in their resilience, clarity, and natural genius. Her holistic healing methods have boosted the game-changing missions of hundreds of highly sensitive transformation trailblazers in psychology, holistic health, academia, social justice, the arts, eco-science, politics, and spiritual and social entrepreneurship. She has presented at UC Berkeley Counseling Centers, the Association for Transpersonal Psychology, the American Center for Spiritual Transformative Experiences, and the Native American Health Center. She is a contributing author for Thrive Global and Rebel Society and has been an expert guest on numerous podcasts and radio shows and women's group worldwide. So without further ado, I welcome you, Lorraine, to the show. Thank you for being here, Lorraine. Thank you so much for having me, Robin, and thank you for that wonderful introduction. I feel the same about you. I'm so inspired by you and your post and your presence and the wonderful impact that you have on so many women. Ah, don't make me cry before we start the interview. <laughs> so much I feel that deeply, sister. Okay. I would since you know your book and so much of your work is about a spiritual awakening process that greatly impacted the trajectory of your career path and your life path, I would love for you to maybe define to our listeners how you see spirit, what a spiritual awakening is and what did that look like for you? That's a wonderful question. Um, I love working with people from all walks of life, all genders, but recently I've really decided that working with highly sensitive women is my deepest calling. And I really didn't define myself as highly sensitive or awake. But in hindsight, I think I really was. And I think many women today are. And the the way we discover that or realize that is that we just don't fit in. We're very sensitive, often teased for crying a lot, for having a lot of emotion, for being too weird, too intense, just like an oddball. And in, in hindsight, like I said, that was because we just knew something was off and something was up and we just didn't have the words to express what that was. 
So I would say my journey started as a very young child. And I even had very intense dreams that gave me deeper understanding what I was picking up on. Yes. So would you say your experience of a spiritual awakening has been a slow, gradual process? I would say so in terms of my cognition and my conceptual mind grasping it. But I honestly believe that many of us are are born awake. We come in and we bring past awakenings, like past life wisdom into this life. And we're just shocked, not just physically in terms of coming out of our mother's womb and like, what the heck, you know, where are we? But also in terms of having them to be a young child or a baby and dependent on parents who we then see as leaders, as people who know more than us or teachers, but then in some ways having more wisdom, deeper understanding of what it means to be aligned, to be awake, to be conscious. And that really creates a conundrum for Mm -hmm. many of us. Yes, I totally relate. I totally relate to all of that. And, and I think it's different for each person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are going to have varying degrees of consciousness around how spiritually they are or not ever. Yes. Um, Yeah. Because a big thing that happens, I think, for all of us, um, we, we need to be prepared and need to develop the, the skills, have the tools, the techniques, find our path, is that we will encounter a lot of trauma that will shut us down. And one of the gifts we have as highly sensitive people is our ability to leave our bodies. We're very porous. That is part of the sensitivity. That is part of our psychic abilities. So growing up in a country almost entirely covered by Amazon rainforest, I really hid in the jungle a lot and imagined that I was Mowgli. And a lot of people do that. They have a connection with their pets. They go into nature and they know that this is where they feel at peace where they feel clear. And when they're outside in the world, whether it's in their own family, in their home, or with peers, or who knows what may what ha- could happen to, to them. In my case, it was a whole revolution and a war and, and needing to leave the country. Um, and then struggling as a teenager in Miami with all kinds of hormones and, you know, adjusting. But we encounter all kinds of setbacks and twists and turns that cause us to go dark, so to speak, on all levels. The lights go out and we leave our bodies and it's just too overwhelming to integrate. And that is kind of a training, a curriculum, Harvard type, if you think of the hardships, but to help us reawaken and reintegrate and trust ourselves in terms of what we know intuitively, innately to help us heal. And that is often what happens and how we become transformation trailblazers, just taking care of ourselves. Yes, resonates so much. So you, I heard you use the term reawaken. Mm-hmm. Would, you say, would you say that the work you do or what is necessary is somewhat of a remembering process since you're saying that you think we we're born awake and then something happens, we go into the dark and then yeah. we have the potential to reawaken. Yeah. From my, from my perspective and my work with so many different people and even academics, people who are very rational believe that they're not awakened, that they're not spiritual. I really see it as the ego mind and this could have 
gone on for generations and often has been, um, has really overlaid, overcolored their soul, their soul's wisdom. And so actually, it's not hard at all for me to just sidestep that for a moment, drop into the body and connect them to their soul. And I do that with, first of all, a tree guide, which is an overarching mythical, but also real physical tree that helps them connect to their as above, so below um, dimensions, parts of themselves, so light and dark and what's seen and unseen and so forth. And it's really not hard to get people to do that. I have not encountered anybody um, who said, I can't do this. I mean, what happens a lot is they might get distracted and become aware of how much their thought and their, their usual thinking, the ego mind's worldview, so to speak, interfere. But it's not like they can't connect to that. So I think it's just something inherent. Just like animals have that, you know, it's our true nature. We are part of this web of nature that's always there. It's just a matter of removing, integrating, transforming, realigning the other parts of us that are so... Uh, rewarded, reinforced in modern societies to help us survive. So it's it's it takes a lot of courage to go back to this because it immediately invokes fear that we're not going to survive. We're not going to find a job. Nobody's going to like us. We're going to be rejected and and so forth. So it's like I said, it's just I feel like it's an inherent part of it of us, our soul, our wholeness, and it's just a matter of rediscovering it and yeah, remembering it, but also reintegrating the parts that were twisted away from that wisdom. Woo, sister, speaking my language. <laughs> this has oh, I, I'm so glad that you are speaking to this process of how scary it might be. Mm-hmm. For one rehatch this remembering process and and the courage that it takes to allow ourselves to drop into our old ways of being, our natural way of being. Mm -hmm. The work that I do also requires such an impeccable integration process, so much uh, tender attention needed Mm -hmm. because it's, it's not easy to go from this westernized modern day mind and, and then listen to the calling of the soul to be more connected to nature, to our in the abilities to intuit uh-huh. things, to our power. And it's, it feels so far-fetched out of the normal conditioning that it takes so much courage. And for me, it really has been this layering, unraveling process. Uh-huh. Each year, dropping a little bit deeper into my innate wisdom uh-huh. and trust a little bit more, even just as far as being able to connect with trees. You know, it's taken Uh years for that to become real for me. Uh Yeah. And that is one of the reasons why I am focusing so much of my attention on the highly sensitive woman, because the highly sensitive woman is really in touch with that natural genius. One of her gifts and sensitivities is her, the highly developed EQ and SQ, which are your emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence. But what happens is that, and this is shown through research by Dr. Elaine Aaron, who is the person who coined this term and has so much information and and wrote a book about the highly sensitive person. But what happens is shame, symptom shame, your sensitivity, what's wrong with you, all of that, and self-blame get in the way. Story of my life. 
Yeah, yeah. And all of that is just in terms of alignment, right? That whole life, like look at if you think of a foundation of a house or structure, everything is misaligned. So whatever you build on that keeps on collapsing and keeps on having issues. But it's not that you know, what you're building and envisioning is there's something wrong with that. It's just the restructuring and that requires clearing that symptom shame and that self-blame. And that's why I also call my ladies, um, hidden, and, and it's more than ladies, really. I work with men, whoever, but I'm really seeing this, this natural genius and these gifts in women. And I call them my hidden figures because I think 50 years from today, just like in the movie Hidden Figures, they are going to be the ones that that are helping society evolve, but not just, you know, winning the space race because of their amazing IQ, um, but because of their amazing EQ and SQ. And the ones I work with um, do amazing transformational work in, like, you know, I mentioned before, in all areas of society that really need it, including motherhood. So it, it I just feel blessed to do this work. And I so strongly believe in it just like you are so yeah that's why we're sisters and that's why we're here that is why we're sisters i am so appreciative of you like more and more is revealed to me of how valuable women like you are to me personally and to the world so thank you so much for for the heart that you have around this i would love for you to speak a little bit more to this whole idea of spirit guides because our average listener, we don't know if they, you know, have ever heard of this, if they can connect. It might just sound like mumbo jumbo, like it did to me in the beginning. (laughs) I would love for you to enlighten us with what spirit guide and how can we connect? Yes. So, you know, of course you can research this, you can Google it these days, but One of my strengths is, and I've done this for 20 something years before all this was, you know, sort of a trend. Um, And I, my strengths are in translating things in very understandable terms. So as I said, as a kid, I grew up in a country almost entirely covered by rainforest and I would always hide. I mean, this forest would be like a patch of undeveloped land across from my house. But many of us do this, right? We play in nature and suddenly we have a connection and nature could speak to us and we don't even realize what's happening, but we are perceiving things. But us highly sensitive people and those with developed SQ and uh, uh, spiritual intelligence will have maybe imaginations like I would always imagine like I'm writing a book I, I was inspired by Helen Keller and Joan of Arc and and Frank and you could say those were my these imaginary friends so to speak were my first kind of spirit guides in human bodies and they would tell me things like yeah trust your heart over your sight and over what you see they don't get it or hide like Anne Frank right and and record it and sometime you know maybe in a few decades people will actually get it I I would do this as a child already. I'm like, if the adults only knew that this and this and this was the case and weren't like, you know, that was going on in my head all the time. And um, Joan of Arc, for example, um, her story in hearing the word of God or inspiration, that put 
a frame to what I was experiencing. And she made it totally clear that you could be a young person and lead adults, but you have to hide. People don't accept this. So she, they were all speaking to my experience. But that is kind of what a spirit guide is. And you could find them in books when you're little, you, your animal guides. I have so many clients that realize who realize that their pets, you know, we're giving, teaching them unconditional love when they're little kids. Now, I also learned a lot from a, a woman, a maroon woman who was a descendant of a runaway slave, and that is my maternal ancestry as, as well, who taught me about elemental spirits, especially water, water guides, because she just thought it was weird that my parents would let me go play in the river and did not teach me how to greet the water mama and things like that. So she really held and she was at my house a lot uh, and we had this connection that I, you know that I just couldn't put my finger on but I, with her is who I felt safe with and she just helped me understand how much respect to have for nature and how to relate to it and so that's how that eventually developed for me so I had a very early relationship with nature guys and the way to also look at spirit guide is spirit guides is kind of like how you relate to dreams a lot of us have dreams and you might just have dreams and think, oh, that's a scary dream. That was a whatever dream. But we, you know, and I, I bet you many highly sensitive women and the women who are listening, they ask, like, well, what did that dream mean? Or if something happens in your life, you're like, what does that, what, what was that all about? Why is this happening? You know, and that's kind of what happens when we connect to our spirit guides or see signs or symbols that have deeper meaning because we expand beyond our conceptual mind and are picking up signals from spirit, from soul, from our larger consciousness and start realizing, hey, wait a minute, I am not my ego mind. I am not what I'm thinking. There is another part of me. And so that's what spirit guides really are like. It's kind of like a Buddha head or um, a Swiss army knife, so to speak, that has a, a spectrum of different tools and different things that are specifically designed to help you address a unique situation. So it's just kind of a diversification of God or of light. And it, it, it's kind of fragmented in the way our pain is fragmented. So each of our aspects are fragmented aspects so to so to speak has a key to get us back uh, to open what that you know that lock and understand what that was all about get the gift in that experience and fold it back in so I, I hope that makes sense in terms of how I see spirit guides and it's really on this you know kind of along along the spectrum maybe two of what you would call your imagination or you know creativity um, it's a creative resolution of yourself to become or to get back in touch with your own inner creator. Yes. Thank you, Lorraine. It's been a journey for me to conceptualize and to grasp what all these things are. And you know, I remember a day asking you like, I mean, I'm imagining this thing, but is it real? Like what is this about? And you know, it's more is revealed to me. And what, what I have concluded after all of my, you know, spiritual studies and applicating that I've learned and holding space for people is that everything is an energy. Our thought forms create reality and our thought forms hold energy. So thought forms that many people over many years who have poured into this one symbol or deity or energy 
carries that vibration of all those people. So mm-hmm. this is kind of more speaking to the you know, iconic uh, yeah. spirit guides. And for example, I have a deep connection with the Mother Mary and mm-hmm. Ganesha and things like this. And so even if mm-hmm. it is existing in this imaginal realm, yeah. the, the imaginal realm carries such a powerful vibration. Mm-hmm. It is very much real. <laughs> it's very mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally get. Yeah, those are the archetypes, animal guides. I have this a similar experience where I had not read, and this often happens where I don't even know the conceptual understanding of some of these guides, like white buffalo calf women. Woman came to me, and only after I had downloaded all this information, not just about the guides, but about teachings, would I then find out later that this has been, uh, uh, you know, some, a messiah of sorts to people. So yeah, definitely can relate to what you're saying. Yes. And another aspect that has been really helpful for me after being uh, introduced to this journey of connecting with spirit guides is that everything is about relationships. So if I want to work with these energies, I need to put energy into a relationship Mm -hmm. with it and overdoing that, but in different ways, even if it's just sending love and respect from my heart, I have been blessed by these energies to have a relationship back with me in Mm -hmm. very auspicious and powerful ways. And so that's, I just want the listeners to know that that is available Mm -hmm. to you should that path call you. Yeah. And, you know, these spirit guys are from the realm where non-attachment and equanimity dominate rules, so to speak, not in a um, authoritarian kind of way. But what, what I mean to say with that is that many of the messages and gifts and teachings might not always feel good but they are to help you get better. And I've had people too, very much driven by the energy of the ego mind and look at, you know, the teaching or the guide and say, I don't like that guide. I want to fire this guide or something like that. (laughs) And so um, that is one of the reasons why I use the sacred seven directions and the tree guide first to align the ego mind, to show the ego mind. I'm not... um, anti-ego mind at all, but I believe that many of us are, um, our lives are completely colored up by traumatized younger selves and their ego minds. So they're very afraid of, or or they're still in the trauma and, uh, you know, kind of fear driven. And so when I start with the tree meditation, I want to show the adult ego mind what it is really like um, to be in touch with your full consciousness and your wisdom and the ego mind can partner then. The ego mind also sees its role, which is more about sequencing and, allowing things to happen, being, um, up, you know, applying, like you said, and, um, you know, manifesting what our soul knows, but the ego mind can be in control, but the two need, need to partner. And so, yeah, it, it's important, um, for that reason, I think, um, to understand your relationship with the spirit guides and that it's not coming from an ego mind that has never been questioned and that is more embedded, so to speak, or more aligned with a traumatized self, which is very, very often the case. Yes, thank you for that. I would love for you to share with our listeners about your body of work and and in a way that someone who is brand new to shamanic perspectives might understand. 
Yeah, and I, this happens a lot. I love working with people who are just beginning level and, and very, very advanced. And I just had this experience um, just a few weeks ago where a brand new person started. And I was very delighted. It, it made total sense to her. So she said, yeah, I was been, been disconnected from my religious background. It just doesn't really resonate. I want to become more spiritual. So I said, this is what I do. I Through meditations, I help you create a soul sanctuary. And this soul sanctuary is just you're connecting to your true nature, where you're going to go into an, in a sacred garden that is aligned with your heart center. And in this sacred garden, we're going to act who who really is your core self, which is your soul, your wholeness. And so there's a tree guide we're going to connect with who, that is central and it's all encompassing of the as above so dimensions. And then we're also going to connect to the elements around air and fire and earth and water and your sacred heart. And once these are aligned and these are elemental guides, but spirit guides from each of these directions, which represent wisdom, protection, grounding, and soothing, clearing. Once we have your own personal dream team of guides who represent each of these directions, you're good to go. And then we're going to go and really look at trauma and things that are bothering you. But even doing this is kind of like getting nutrition and soul food that you didn't get. It's like going to the doctors and they immediately start diagnosing you with this and that and giving you medication rather than taking a holistic look at you and helping you align each aspect of your life, your nutrition, your body and whatnot, and then looking at what is still the problem. So when I explain it to them this way, they're yeah, oh yeah, totally. Yeah, especially if they're they're holistically inclined. Great. And I can speak as someone personally who have utilized the tools that you've developed mm-hmm. that it was so powerful. It, it allowed me to tap into my innate healing potential, mm-hmm. my ability to actually go to deep places within myself and rescue parts of myself mm-hmm. that needed to be rescued to the point that I was even able to do that, you know, impromptu. Mm-hmm. And, and it just really connected me to my vast imagination and, and, and how I can use that to, to help myself. Totally. In inner wisdom. And like I said, this person just in three sessions, she grew up with a mentally ill father. And just in three sessions, she was able to retrieve one, uh, a younger self. And so once this is all set up, you're good to go to do very complex work from soul retrievals to past life retrievals, soul part exchanges, depossessions. Um, psychopump work, which is helping you know people pass over and 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 interact with entities who have passed, who may be bothering you, or our family members who need a little help. All kinds of um, interesting soul work and shamanic work can be done safely with the help of this sanctuary. Yes, and I just want to emphasize that this kind of work does require one to receive some training and initiation. Mm-hmm. So they- can really hold it in a safe container. It's very important. Uh-huh. Thank you so much for being being a being a stewardess of this way. I would like to hear from you, Lorraine. In your in your words, what what do you feel and believe is your noble purpose here on Earth? I think it would be very empowering for other women to hear from such a powerful woman what it is that your soul mission is. 
Yeah, I believe my soul mission is to help people really rediscover themselves, trust themselves. And especially, um, I think it's starting with the highly sensitive um, people, but really it's everybody um, to know how many layers of imbalance of societal trauma, intergenerational trauma has um twisted them away from their true power. And so helping each person discover this and with very few tools in in very little amount of time can just be so powerful these days because I think um, our light is, our potential for light is matching all this darkness, especially, you know, the new people or whoever's coming in. I think we're choosing to come in because we can handle it. So it takes very little kind of to see our fullest potential and it takes yeah, a lot of work and consistency and commitment to transform all that darkness, but we can do it. And so I feel we're in the transition team and here to help make it happen could take a few lifetimes but i'm i'm sticking with it yeah i'm with you we yeah, can all right we it. might come back a few times together oh, be yeah. on a podcast who knows what it'll be called back then in the future who know. Know, it might be on a spaceship i don't know but yeah, we'll- I'm definitely going to be in outer space <laughs> for sure <laughs> really looking that way right now yeah well, we're on a we're on a ship together. We're on a mothership now, and uh, it's an amazing one. So hopefully, we learn to treat her much better. Yes, yes, sweet Pacha Mama. Mm-hmm. So. I would like you to share with our listeners what are your current offerings that they should know about. Yeah. So if they go to my uh, website, The Sacred Healing Well, I have something that is called a soul sanctuary alchemy. And that outlines using each of the letters of sanctuary, S-A-N-T and so on. Um, Yeah. C-T-U-A-R-Y. What the steps are to help them shift their thinking, shift what might seem like a very daunting healing journey and turn that into a, um, a courageous adventure, uh, a daring adventure. And it is really the heroic journey in some ways, how to look at your challenges and, and see how that connects to every other hero and heroine on this planet and what steps are required to go through this journey. And it is a spiral journey. So once you go through it, you can start back from the beginning or you can have multiple kind of circles and journeys happening at once. But I think it offers a bit of guidance to people who feel completely lost, daunted, or, you know, are, you know, maybe been labeled and, and that may have explained things a little bit, you know, many of the mental health labels um, I have issues with just because I see how much of our energy is in flux and our ego mind does like to put things in boxes and keep them rigid. And it often helps to pause and have a name for things, but it is harmful to not really understand the dynamic flux and how much things can shift in very powerful ways and need to shift. So that's what that saying, that map helps, um, would help your listeners with. Awesome. Thank you so much. Can you say that website one more time? It's the Sacred Healing Well. The Sacred Healing Well. Okay. And you can also find that in our show notes if you are driving right Mm -hmm. now. Thank you, Lorraine, so much for saying yes to me many, many times, but Mm -hmm. especially for today. Thank you for sharing your work and your heart and your life with us. I love you. 
It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for all you do. I mean, just your life, your existence, your presence is so inspiring to me. So it was, yeah, easy to say yes. It's easy to say yes to you. Oh, good. Because I'm going to keep asking you. It's not over. I look forward to like walking with you. Truly, we're walking this path and I just can't wait to see ourselves as old, old wives <laughs> over there cracking jokes. <laughs> I'll be wearing sparkly Forward pants. to it. We'll be the witches of today. Are yeah. we already? <laughs> all righty. So thanks for listening to yeah. Cosmic Creatrix. I hope you all enjoyed the show. To connect more with me around feminine leadership and topics around awakening consciousness and psychedelic integration, you can follow me on Instagram at Robin Rivera Ignites. And you can check out my website to see my offerings at RobinRiveraIgnites.com. If you loved this episode, you can support us by subscribing and leaving a bomb review. Join us next week for Women's Voices in Psychedelics, Entrepreneurship, and Feminine Wisdom. Namaste. Thanks for listening to the Cosmic Creatrix podcast. I hope that this episode has touched you in some kind of way. You can definitely support us by going ahead and subscribing and leaving a bomb review. This will help us reach more women and impact worldwide. And I'd love to connect with you more on Instagram around topics of healing and conscious entrepreneurship. So follow me on Instagram at Robin Rivera Ignites. And if you like to see how I work with people, go ahead and check out my website, RobinRiveraIgnites.com. Join us next week for more feminine wisdom, inspiration, and practical tools for the modern day magical woman. See you next time.